1: Today, I'm speaking with Ricky Burke. He is the director of Cybersec People, a cybersecurity recruitment company that supports companies across Australia with security specialists. He is heavily involved in the security community with co-organizing the All Sec Meetup Plus. He has spoken at a number of security events and also Co founder of Australian InfoSec mentoring program. Let's talk to Ricky. Welcome, Ricky Burke. Welcome to the Your Career Down Under show. Thank you very much. So, Ricky, let's begin with learning about your career story or journey. So how did you start your career and how did you end up being a recruiter? Okay. I think
0: like a lot of people, I got into the industry without much intention, if I'm honest. Um, So I finished high school, unsure of my, let's say, long-term plans. And to be quite honest, the lady neighbor living across the road worked in a recruitment company and said, Mm. do you fancy coming and helping us out? So I did that was meant to be a short term thing and um, so, ended up being there for three years. And that was focusing on the sort of the medical recruitment industry. Mm-hmm. After that, did a bit of backpacking around Australia. Um, okay. So I got my first taste of Australia back in
1: 2003,
0: 2004. Right. um, Came back and got back into recruitment. To be honest with you, I wasn't really feeling it, and I always had this burning passion and interest to actually work in the financial services space.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, I always had this idea of wanting to be a (laughs) stockbroker. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I decided to venture into that industry, um, worked for some private client stockbrokers, and got myself, I suppose, certified, accredited, and was a qualified stockbroker. Did that for a number of years, but really it was very interesting, very tough. This was during the, um, global financial
1: crisis, suppose, was it?
0: Yeah, sort of mid, ah, mid to late 2000s. And, right. um, it really was an unbelievable up and down experience. Mm. And to be honest, I just didn't enjoy the experience, especially delivering people bad news of the market back then was dropping yeah. sort of two, three plus percent a day. And then mm. people were losing money and I didn't enjoy those conversations. Yeah. Um, so at that sort of time, I had a friend who said, look, You've worked in recruitment. Why don't you come back into the industry? And yeah. I, I thought, well, why not? I'll give it a go. And that was back in 2010. Yep. Yeah. Nine nine years later, I'm well. Oh, you're still well. There. well and truly still there. Yeah. Um, and not not long after, I got my first taste of the IT industry back in 2011. Right. Um, So I started off as a specialist SAP recruiter, so focusing on the European markets, predominantly in Germany, which was an interesting experience working and living in London, but supporting customers in Germany and across Europe. So not meeting anyone Mm. that I worked with in terms of customers or candidates, which I guess helps, I guess, identify people, get to know people maybe a bit quicker, making those, unfortunately, maybe snap judgments you've got to make on people and personalities. Yeah. So I did that for a number of years, purposely joined an Australian recruitment company. I had a base in London Got because it. I was emigrating over to Australia because my wife is from Australia. Got so it. So okay. the, the intention intention was always to come back over here, continued in the SAP space, but I was quite frankly getting a bit bored of it. I was in that space for about six years and I it was successful, but sure. I felt like I wanted to specialize in a space that I was really passionate about. Yeah. And I think what happens often with recruiters is a recruiter will join a business and they're not always choosing what they go into. So you'll get specialist recruiters, but they just join a business and they'll join the empty desk where they're looking to hire at that given time. And to be honest, that was me back in the SAP space. And then about three years ago, I decided security was the area that I wanted to focus on that I was very passionate about. I took a demotion as practice lead in the SAP yeah, leading practice, the company I was working for and basically started security from scratch for them and then decided not long after that, if I really want to make a go of this and do it in my way, then I'll start my business and started CyberSec people just over two years ago.
1: Okay. So you now, you focus on cyber security is, is your area of expertise. Is that fair? That's what you focus Exclusively, on. Exclusively, yeah. 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 And you recruit for entry-level roles or is it all senior-level roles or everything in between? Predominantly
0: senior. Yeah. Yeah. So companies, customers, they tend to hire most junior roles themselves. Um, That said, we still have placed quite a number of people into their first job, which is always a pleasure to do. Unfortunately, the vast, vast majority of jobs out there are just, they're not senior, uh, so they're not junior roles. They're more experienced roles requirements. Yeah.
1: agree. So let's dig in into our topic on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is huge right now, and I would like your views on, I've always said to my clients, Ricky, is that probably all the decision makers in Australia, specifically talking about the white collar work, they're all on LinkedIn. And you got to be on LinkedIn and you got to be now not even considered having a LinkedIn account is not even a basic requirement. You need to have the prerequisite, but more or less, it's becoming that you need an outstanding LinkedIn profile now. So from your view, Ricky, what are the important things that you look at in a LinkedIn profile?
0: I think it's like a backward step, actually. I think, first of all, my advice to anyone is make sure you've got a full LinkedIn profile. So Mm. have a picture, fill in all the things that LinkedIn asks you to do, because you end up, I believe, coming up higher on their search. Yes. Um, So that's one thing. What makes a good LinkedIn profile? I guess it's being found. Am I going to find someone if I'm looking for that type of profile is the key thing. So it's, it's about having the right information, the right, unfortunately, I don't like saying this, but the right keywords. So if I'm looking for someone in a particular type of role, then I'll be searching for someone with that job title, but also some of the maybe experiences or skills
1: or even certifications that is related to that particular role. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you will look for in that. And In a search for a recruiter, is it different to someone who's a job seeker to use a separate kind of their premium services? And does it make a difference from your view? How do you search for a candidate? If, so if you're looking for, let's say, a project manager, would you search for a project manager or would you search for skills? How would you search for the candidates? To
0: be honest, I've always found project managers hard to hire for because um, oh, it? it's quite a vague job title. So obviously there are different types of project managers out there and someone could have the title project manager, but again, there's different definitions, different types of projects. So it's one of those roles, maybe in a similar way to like a business analyst, where you've got to dig deeper and look at the individual and look at the experiences they've gone through. Yeah. So there'll be some job titles where you can just search literally by the title, you know exactly what that person does. Whereas, again, with a project manager, you're often looking for someone who's got a particular type of background or experience or they've delivered certain types of projects. Um, So if I keep it relevant to security, let's say you're looking for a project manager that's delivered on building security operation centers. The problem is someone could put, again, project manager in their job title, but it's only when the information relating to their particular experience, you actually get to understand whether they've achieved that or not. Um, so that comes down to then, has someone put relevant information on their LinkedIn profile?
1: Right. So when so, you look at the LinkedIn profile, does a picture of that person and the headline, does it matter a lot from your view? So someone could be an absolutely amazing professional, but he or she is not taking care of their branding on LinkedIn, but he or she could be an absolutely amazing to what they do. From your view? Do you give the preference to the picture, the tagline and the background image and everything? No, I don't care about
0: the background. I don't really okay. care about the headline. I've got one on mine. The one I've got on mine is more for humor than anything else. Sure. Um, in terms of a picture is not an essential. Like if, if there was a few people that I'm looking at, I'm not going to prioritize one person over another who doesn't have a picture. It just makes you feel more connected, that's all. Got it. Okay,
1: that's very interesting. Um, so it just
0: make, Yeah. I just feel more familiar with that person, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: really, the key things I'm looking for, though, is the bio. So I, I want to read about their bio in terms of effective... Yeah, think of it as a CV. And this is your online CV, pretty much. It's you know, yeah. your, The bio is the same as a summary. So who are you, what do you do, and what potentially are you interested in? Um, then the experience, people often just put their job title and they don't put any details in terms of what they've actually achieved in their role. Yeah. And these things help people stand mm. out so again it's mm. about information so if someone's put down some of those key things they're responsible mm. for or some of the key achievements they're very proud of in the role then naturally they'll just appear in more searches when people are searching for specific terms
1: yeah now what puts you off in someone's profile obviously you've seen probably thousands of profile. what are some of the things that really puts you off when you look at someone's profile i guess
0: The way they come across on their profile,
1: um, in terms of,
0: I might look, I don't do this too often, but sometimes I'll just look at um, their activity, okay. I I might look at some of their comments or their interaction with other people, right? And if they just come across as as not a very nice or friendly person, right, then that's a big put off for me because every business pretty much is looking for a nice person who's friendly and fit into an environment. So, again, people need to be aware of what they say online because others will be. Reading
1: them, and yeah. making some judgments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in terms of, you know, a lot of, I'm pretty sure that you would have, after somebody connects with you on LinkedIn, you'll probably be flooded by emails or messages about give me a job or whatever their interest could be. And obviously, you know, you don't have time to respond to each and every one of them. How do you think? I do. I do yeah. actually try to. Yeah, sure. And I'm pretty sure, but obviously, you don't respond to every message and every. Uh, no, I of, do. Oh, that's very good. Good to know that then, Ricky. Let's say I'm a lot better than I used to be.
0: Yeah. Um, Look, if someone takes the time to write to me, then I will go back to them. So even if I can't help them, and look, a lot of people are, and as you'll know, they are interested in coming to Australia. So often, like you say, you'll connect with someone, then within 30 seconds or a minute, I've got a message with what they've copied and pasted, maybe to other people they've been sending to people. Uh, But I still, just out of courtesy, will go back to them and say, look, I understand. Thank you for your message. Yeah. Just try and give them a bit of reality of what it's like because even the government over here have made it a lot more difficult for people these days. So, you know, years ago, there were good people that were getting sponsored coming over and Mm. that's great. These days, there aren't as many people coming over. And even yep. people that do get to come to Australia, they'll be here, but they struggle to look for a job. So even when you get permanent residence and you come to Australia, yeah. it's yeah. no guarantee no, it's that you'll not. be working within
1: a month or two. Yes, I agree with you. You said something about if the job seeker has returned to you really thoughtfully. If you can sort of give us an idea of what do you consider as a great LinkedIn message that kind of prompts you or encourages you to really, you know, I really want to respond to this person. What should it involve? Because that will be a learning for a lot of job seekers on how to approach a recruiter. Things that I hate is when someone connects with me and then they
0: just write, hi, or hello rookie." <laughs> no offense to that person, but I don't really have the time to go through five or six messages for them to eventually say what the message is. I'd rather someone much be direct from the start yeah and just look. this is me this is what i do this is what i'm looking for can you help or can you advise and then straight away i can respond with some sort of information or advice or guidance um but i don't have the time when someone just does these cryptic hierarchy (laughs) and then i reply hi and you know i just get to the point
1: you know what what do you want how can i try and help that's true I think you covered one of my other question is how do you really encourage a recruiter to respond is to be thoughtful and to consider and being considerate of your time and coming straight to the point, isn't it?
0: Yeah, be direct. Every culture is different and sure. there's different ways of interacting. Yeah. Um, my advice to anyone, if they want to deal with someone in Australia or sort of more Western countries, just get to the point.
1: Yeah. True. I think we've touched upon an element around that sometimes you go and check the job seeker's activities to identify whether he or she would be a good fit for a role that you're kind of currently looking out for. But if you see a job seeker has written some blogs, that posted some videos on specific topic, does it help you to really be look out for a position when there arises for the job seeker? Does it help build a brand in your view? Yeah, I think so. I think that person the more information
0: the more data you're putting out there the more people then have to evaluate you on so look if it's not good information that's going to go against you if you're providing good and again i'll reflect this back to security because that's what i know sure one of the things that managers do look for particularly sort of on the more technical side is people that do research and they publish their research on blogs um so that way people can see what these uh, you know what someone's doing in their spare time. Mm, and mm. it's one of the big things in security managers want to know, even from, oh. for experienced people, is what do you do in your spare time? What are you self-learning? Because if people can demonstrate that Monday to Friday, this is what they're doing on sure. a work week, and the, the reality is in your work, you are dictated by your business, what you work on. Sure. But it's your spare time. That's where
1: you can highlight your passions and interests
0: yeah. and the self-learning
1: that you're doing. Got it recruiters do make a notice if you see someone is creating a blog talking about a research talking about their learning and what they've learned and how it is helping their organization that's something that a recruiter would appreciate yeah the big thing though, is, is
0: putting it on there because again put the link for the blog on linkedin because yeah. a number of people that i've spoken with they do some really cool stuff in their spare time but no sure. one knows about it because they've sure. not actually mentioned it anywhere
1: yeah And there's always a fine line between being kind of too much out there and still being able to deliver some value for the audience or recruiter or your peers or potential employers. Yeah. Just say that again, sorry. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you know, that there is always a kind of a challenge between, you know, sometimes a job seeker is faced with this dilemma is that what if I continue to talk about what am I doing and would it be considered as someone who is just trying to be a bit smart Alec about it? And mm. the second challenge is that if you don't do it, then the potential employer or recruiter do not find you interesting.
0: To be honest, if I think if someone's working in a business yeah.
1: where their manager,
0: their boss or whatever, they don't appreciate someone who's got a passion and they're continuing their education and they're learning yeah. things and developing, then maybe that's not the right manager or boss for them in the first place. Yeah, yeah, agree.
1: Excellent. And anything else before we finish anything, any other your pet peeves about LinkedIn for job seekers that you want to share with us?
0: Look, it's not for job seekers, but if you connect with someone and then within 30 seconds you're emailing them trying to sell them a product or service, <laughs> please,
1: please I'm don't pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's right. And that's probably a huge amount of, a lot of people out there is that I'll immediately connect and then in 30 seconds I receive a standard email or LinkedIn message yeah. around that. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. That puts, um, but look, yeah. Big advice for LinkedIn is think of it as your online CV. Put details again, those achievements information um, that's going to help you get found so yeah. think about the role that you either want or the role yeah. that you're in yeah. um the role that you want next and yeah. what are the relevant information that's related to that role so yeah. put those details somewhere on your profile because again if you've got those on there mm. naturally you'll just occur higher on the search results so it's all about being found and looking yeah. you can have a good linkedin profile But if you enhance that with just some key information that's relevant for your job, again, one, it just tells the reader a bit more information about you. It makes it a bit more personal. It just shows that you're relevant for the role you're looking for as
1: well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, Ricky, I truly appreciate your time. And I'm pretty sure that the listener will find this pretty useful. And I once again, you know, looking forward to connecting with you again. If you want to pick up your brain again.
0: Very kind. Of th- and thanks a lot for reaching out. I hopefully it can help. Even if one person, it helps them in some small way, then I'm really happy to do so. It does. Thank you very much, Ricky. I'll talk to you soon. Wonderful. Thanks very much. Thank you.
1: Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic please reach out to us we would love to do that until next time be well